Right on radio. Right on radio. Narrating the end of the world. The end of the world. This news just in. Ready? Go, go, go. We are your news now. Providing the play-by-play for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. Hey, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you for being here. I got a good one for you today. At least I believe it is a good one. Sorry, just give me a second. I have to do some things on my screen and it is not cooperating with me. All right. Yeah. Today, we're going to continue the Poker Face series. And this one is not pleasant, folks. Uh, This is somewhat of an extreme example that you're going to see today. And I want you to stay to the very end because you're going to see some examples and probably a good summary of the things that I want you to learn in this. We're going to watch and listen to, for those of you on Podbean, a lot of clips today. It's better when they say it in their own words, is it not? Oh, boy. (laughs) I was actually going to put two of these uh, people together today, but I decided to split it up because I want to just kind of cover this guy and get him out of the way, if I may. Um, But you're going to start to see how it all ties in together. And my prayer for you right before I uh, I record, I always pray. And uh, this is so your discernment levels will increase. Yes, discernment is a gift from God and God will help you discern. But there's probably some teachable lessons here that even a guy like me can offer to you that will assist because you're not 100% tuned in with God all the time. I wish we were. One day we will be. But right now we still have these flesh suits on and we're distracted by the world. And if we can have some practical teaching that goes along with the spiritual discernment and what the Bible says to look you know, how to tell the false prophets, test the spirits, everything else. But there's more to it than that. Before I get started, I do need to just address a couple quick things. I want to thank all of you who support me on Patreon. That's not Patreon. I'm not on Patreon. I'm on Patreon, 
which is kind of like a Patreon, but it's through Podbean. And, you know, I've been on there for a couple of years now. And in the last, you know, four to six months in particular, a lot of people who are supporting me, I believe still want to support, but, you know, like dozens and dozens, I don't know the exact count, 60 people, maybe your credit cards are expired. And I actually get an email and I could email you, each one of you individually and say, hey, uh, thanks for supporting me, but your your credit card's expired and, uh, you know, redo it. It just seems petty to me. It's not a lot of work. I could just have a copy and paste thing. But it just seems kind of petty. And I just ask if you are a supporter that you do uh, update your credit card because most likely you haven't been supporting me in a while. And as a reminder, those of you who support on Patreon, uh, it is billed by the speaker's company. That's what you'll see on your credit card uh, statement. Also, I want to thank those of you who support me on PayPal. Uh, links are in the description box. I hate to even have to ask for this stuff. I do trust God for my provision, but you know, God's word says, if you don't ask, you don't get. And this summer I'm planning on going on the road. I really desire to buy some new equipment. Um, you know, so I'm not just doing cell phone recordings when I go on the road and do some stuff. I, I, I need to make investment in the show. And when my provision has been going down, uh, probably just because of human error. I know because if someone cancels, I know I get notified notified and that's fine. You're free to cancel at any time. But if you would consider uh, supporting me, please do. And uh, one other way you can support me is, you know, we have this thing I call my Liberty stand having trouble with the website. If you want to, and every one of you really should, uh, please just send me an email right on Jeff at gmail.com. That's right on Jeff at gmail.com. I can only go through the emails like maybe once or twice a week. So a lot of the time you won't get an immediate response, but I will respond to each one of you. I promise. Uh, okay. Having said that, why have I been doing the series Mass Deception and now Poker Face? Just a reminder, Mass Deception, because there is Mass Deception in the church. When we go back to the Theosophical Society and, you know, uh, the Lucius Trust, the what's in the United Nations and everything, these people are following a game plan. The church has been infiltrated. It's not one or two churches. It's not uh, hundreds, it's tens of thousands just in North America, hundreds of thousands worldwide. And I know it seems I'm picking on charismatics. It's not only in the charismatic churches, but these are some of the most blatant examples for you to see. And what I want you to know about this and, you know, with poker face, I'm showing you people that because they write things in their books, because they obviously say things they know are not scripture. There's too many examples 
Um, they are purposefully lying to you. That's why I'm calling them poker face. What their intent is, only God knows. Maybe it's mammon. Maybe they're Satanists. I don't know. Maybe there's another choice. But what they're saying is apostasy, it's heresy, and we're warned of it in the Bible, and we're told to call it out. Now, if I had a personal relationship with these people, I would just call them up and say, hey, like I have with other people in the past. But in this case, they're not really reachable. They are very public. They get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. So it's important to call this stuff out. And one of the things I want you to see in this, and I'm going to be narrating a lot of these video clips. Again, stay to the end because I got a really important clip at the end and you don't want to miss any of them, to be honest. They're breathtaking. Some of them a little bit hard to watch, but it's breathtaking what I'm going to show you today. Um, if there's a main point that I want you to have in focus as we go through this series and particularly um, the examples from today's episode, it's repeating patterns. They all that are in this NAR movement and uh, other related streams, they all say the same things. It's like the mockingbird media, but in the church. And they all do the same sort of things. So I'm just going to repeat that. You're going to want to watch for repeating patterns as we go through this series and recognize the words that they all speak. And here's a clue, they're not biblical. In fact, quite contrary and leading people far astray. I'm going to give you the background of Todd Bentley. Actually, let me read you just an excerpt from First uh, Kings first. And the reason I'm saying the prophets of Baal for a reason, and this is going to set up the program. Um, so Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose the one ox for yourselves and prepare it first. Since there are many of you and you call on the name of your God, but put no fire under the ox. Then they took the ox, which I was given them, and they prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from the morning until noon, saying, Oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no one answers. And they limped about the altar which they had made. And at noon, Elijah ridiculed them and said, Call out in a loud voice, since he is God undoubtedly. He's attending to business, or 
is in or is on the way or is on a journey. Perhaps he's asleep and will awaken. So they cried out with a loud voice and they cut themselves according to their custom with swords and lances until gun blood gushed out of them. When midday was past, they raved until the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice, no one answered, and no one paid attention. And of course, I love this story. But of course, that Elijah set up the uh, offering and God burnt it up and, you know, the, these people ended up being executed. Uh, why do I tell you that story? Well, I'm not Elijah, but I am a man of God and I believe I'm following biblical example because I'm going to call out to these people in the same way that Elijah did, or at least in the same mannerisms. Um, so it'll make it a little bit easier to get through some of these clips. Um, I don't know if it'll be funny. I hope to uh, at least lighten the mood a little bit as we watch some of these. So Todd Bentley, he's from Toronto. And he kind of started going to that Toronto blessing that was happening. We've talked about that before. There's lots of clips about it. Catch the fire, Toronto. And he, his background was, he was a very bad drug addict. Um, if I have my facts straight, he almost died. Um, I think about four times, four or overdoses. Then he went into this church and he caught his miracle and he joined one of the leadership groups and he became the leader of that group. He was elevated really, really fast because of the power of his testimony. And boy, the man can talk. So he was a drug user, probably opened up some stuff in his life. And, and that sounds like a great story. He got married, had some kids, all good. And then he's a preacher, prophet even. And I say prophet with an F, not with a PH. But before I get to him, I'm just going to play one clip of someone else. And I'm going to call this person for the, <laughs> for the purposes of this video, Commander Cat Kerr. And there's a reason. I'm just going to play you a very short clip of her. But she says something that I think is quite important to set up this entire thing. And uh, let me just switch windows here yeah and and I'll just set up this clip um it says uh, on the title of it cat Kerr prophesied to Robin Bullock Hank Kuhneman and more oh yeah she was on a roll and uh 
I'm just going to play you this really short clip here. <laughs> and what she says will set up the rest of the show. And I, I can say this. If we stand together, we are very different. Is that true? Look how we're dressed, right? Because God picks show people. Prophets have to be show people. You're going to put on a show every time you open your mouth. Is that right? See here. All right. So prophets are show people. Let me just go back. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now on stage before you, the great prophet Ezekiel. Jeremiah is here, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel will be here later on today for you. What a show we got for you. <laughs> And, and you'll notice just in, in the frame there before I close the screen, but uh, this is Robin Bullock and Hank Kuhneman standing there going, yeah, woo! <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm going to show the, that particular thing in its entirety really soon, if not next in the series. Um, it's a lot of stuff to talk about with that one. But if you remember the very last edition of Poker Face when I had Cisco Wheeler on, we left off with Bob Jones teaching an entire congregation how to astral project into heaven. So I want to, this is a natural segue to Todd Bentley. And, and you're going to see Paul Kane, who we addressed in the previous series as well. He's going to make an appearance in this. But I'm going to start off with Bob Jones. This is in Rick Joyner's church. Uh, Rick Joyner from Morningstar, also been featured in our series. Uh, so Rick Joyner is there, Bob Jones is there, and they're going to pray for Todd Bentley. And it's a beautiful prayer. And you have to understand as well, um, Rick Joyner's ministry, uh, some of you might not have known him, but it's regarded to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest prophetic ministries in the world. Remember Knights of Malta, Rick? <laughs> All right, let's listen to Bob pray over Todd Bentley. Uh, in a trance, I had a vision. In a trance, I had a vision. Okay. And in that trance, the Lord come to me. And he said, I want you to break curses. I want you to break a curse off of Todd Bentley. Because well-meaning Christians has put a curse on him. 
and that's leaving an opening for him to be assassinated. Well-meaning Christians have put a curse on him, and that has left an opening for Todd Bentley to be assassinated. Also, that curse is on everyone that protect him. Uh-oh. In other words, Morningstar has been bombarded by this same uh, disgruntled Christian curse. The same disgruntled Christian church. Am I a disgruntled Christian? I love God. I'm happy. Not knowing what they're doing. Take the curse off it. This building's been a, a curse put on it. Take that off. A curse has the ability to make you sick, discouraged, uh, divided. And and they would know this. And, and by the way, it, what are you saying there about what a truce... Uh, a, a curse can do is right. It, it can do those things and it can bounce back on the person who places it. All these things have got to end now. So one of the first things I want to do is if Todd and his wife come up here, by the way, this is an option to me. This is a command. It's a lot different than an option. So he's been commanded to Bob. Bob, you are commanded to remove the curse from disgruntled Christians over Todd Bentley. Uh, the Lord would not have me to take this off of Todd and his wife unless there was a major purpose there for him. Oh, he's got a major purpose, but which God has the major purpose for Todd. I think that will be answered before the end of this program. One thing about the curse, I'll just warn you about this. Any curse you put on somebody will return to you. So if you're going to err, err on the side of grace. He's so, of, uh, Chris uh, Christians aren't supposed to put curses on people. Just as a side note, I... Pretty sure I can prove that in the Bible. Cursing others too with their I mean, words. This is There's what, power in these words. Yes, there that's, is. That's Rick Joyner speaking words. for those of you listening. The first one I'm going to break is. I'm noticing a pattern, and I actually picked this up when I was at the Reawaken tour when certain prophets of God were praying for people. They always seem to put their right hand on the pineal gland and their left hand on the right hand shoulder of the person. I don't know what that's about. Laying on of hands is good. But do you have to, does the Lord instruct us to put, I'm just saying, because I'm not saying he thought about it, but uh, always putting the right hand on the pineal gland. Hmm. And it's almost like putting the left hand on to complete the circuit or something. I don't know. I break the curse, the spoken word over my brother and my sister. And now let this curse. Good, here's coming. They're now shaking. The Those of you listening. And let them vibrating. begin to get the vision for their future and the purpose of the future in Jesus' name. Good. 
Her knees are bending. She's going up and down. Both their heads are shaking. Whoa, the power of God. There comes the win. Good. 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 Can I feel the wind? It's blowing it away. Good. Good. He keeps saying good, good. Maybe he's seeing something in the spirit. He's seeing the curses lift off. I'm not saying that can't happen. Now, let the spirit man, the conscience, be cleaned. Let it be cleaned so that the relationship with the Holy Spirit again can begin in the right way. In Jesus' name, amen. And let now a new gift come into Todd. Yes. Let a new it be gift. of spirit on the level he's never known before. Yes. In Jesus' name. A new spirit, a new level. Pay attention to those words. You're going to see a pattern. And just as a reminder, I am not mocking God. I am not mocking the supernatural power of God with a capital G. These are the prophets of Baal. And I'm doing it just like Elijah, in my opinion. All right, let's keep going. I'm going to pick another tab here. Oh, I got to stop and start again. Now, this one we're going to be watching. It's uh, about 20 minutes that I'm going to be playing of it. And then we have one clip after this that's only a couple minutes. So that gives you an idea of how long the show will be. It'll be probably just under an hour, I would expect. But this one we pick up with... Uh, And, and thank you. This, this is a revealing truth put together a uh, montage and <laughs> saved me a lot of work because I, I had found a lot of these clips, but they were all in one place. So it makes it a lot easier. Not in the order that I would have preferred, but still. The Lord told me. Um... Sorry. Uh, for those of you who are just listening, this is they're kind of like at a news desk, and we have Rick Joyner again with. Todd Bentley, and they're discussing some things. And remember, I didn't know he had a broken sternum or broken yeah. ribs. The Lord said, I want you to punt. Okay, so in case you missed that, he's saying, you know, he was preaching at a church, and he knew this guy had broken ribs, a broken sternum. Uh, he's dying of cancer, apparently. But I'll let Todd continue to tell the story. And then it's going to go into a collage of uh, multiple instances of this with Todd uh, Bentley. And Rick Joyner's just smiling along. Punch him in the sternum as hard as you can. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you know, restoration, Rick's here, my first service. Uh, you know, God, you want me to punch this guy? And I, it just didn't make sense to me. And I thought, Lord, he's dying. You know, he, he yeah. lost over 40 pounds. So anyways, I punched him in that broken sternum. And he ended up on the ground 
and just vibrating under the power of God, he gets up and immediately you could see a change in his face and his yeah. countenance. And uh, long story short, he was totally healed of cancer. The broken sternum was healed. The ribs were healed. Instantly. Instantly. With the punch. With he the got punch. healed. It didn't hurt him. I said, go. Okay, now I'm just going to, some of you might be thinking, listen, the guy got healed. It's a miracle. Well, the miracles are going to be discussed towards the end of this video. Stay tuned. But let's continue. Now, this is Todd Bentley preaching at a church, and it's a packed church. He's got a big thing. Uh, by the way, do you remember Todd Bentley was part of that Lakeland revival that went international, worldwide, was televised all around the world? This is this is him. This is the guy. I've prayed for like a hundred crippled people, not one. He said, that's because I want you to grab that lady's crippled legs and bang them up and down on the platform like a baseball bat. I want God told him to grab that crippled lady's legs and bang them up and down and bang them off the platform like a baseball bat. Actually, there was that one time in the Bible when we was it was it Paul? He said, "Before you cure that person of sight, just pluck their eyeballs out of their head." Yeah, same God, right? Up and I grabbed her legs and I started going. Be be I started banging them up and down in the pot. She got healed. And I'm thinking, God, why is not the power of God moving? He said, because you haven't kicked that woman in the face. And there's this older lady worshiping right in front of the platform. So he pictures this old lady with her hands up in the air, worshiping God. An old lady, listen to this. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The gift of faith came on me. He said, kick her in the face. The Holy Spirit came on me. In fact, when I do my tour this year, maybe I'll kick everybody. Holy Ghost. With your biker boot. I inched closer and I went like this. Bam! And just as my boot made contact with her nose, she fell into the power of God. And I saw him and the gift of faith came on me. I said, what do I do, God? And God told me to just run him down. So I jumped up in the air and I went, bam! And I hit him to the ground, jumped onto it, and got into a full mount. Ground and pound. I jumped on there and I was in a full mount. And something came over me. And instead of punching him, I grabbed him by the neck and started choking him. And I said, come out of him, devil! Come out of him, devil! And I was in another meeting one time and I called out this Chinese gentleman. And all of a sudden, I went running down the aisle, and I, I hit this guy so hard, it drove him back several feet. He hit the ground, and his tooth popped right out of his mouth. The pastor was lying on the floor, and I was standing up on the platform, and I said, God, I want revival. And he said these words to me, leg drop the pastor. <laughs> And he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Luke 639. Thank you for the channel for putting that up.
I'm going to read this one as well. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Revealing truth is this sight. So he's got me in this meeting, and he's leading this meeting, this little charismatic Catholic meeting, and, and they're focusing on the gifts of the Spirit. And as I'm sitting there, I hear the audible voice of the Lord, and here's what God says to me. He says, Todd, go up to Frenchie and tell him that you have a demon. I said, what? I said, how can I have a demon? You know, I don't have a demon. And so he said, yeah, I want you to go tell him that you have a demon. And so right in the middle of this service, I walk up to him, and I, I, I whisper into his ears, Frenchie, I have a, and I start. Okay. God told him to go tell this guy he has a demon. And then he goes up to the guy and a demon manifests. Can the Holy Spirit really dwell inside of you with a demon? Come on, Todd. Manifesting a demon. In fact, it wasn't my voice anymore. I was so possessed by this spirit that literally my voice started speaking in another voice. I believe he's telling the truth here. But yet I was still aware of the fact that I'm Todd Bentley. I'm here. There's a voice speaking out of my mouth. That's not my voice, but I have no control. I can't, I can't get myself back and I can feel something rising up and through my flesh, not my spirit, but through my flesh, there's a demonic power controlling me. It throws me onto the floor, and I start writhing like a snake. I smash the coffee table, and I start grabbing people that are in the room, and i just throwing them around up against the bookcase. I mean, I'm thrashing this lady's house, and I'm like an uncontrollable writhing servant on the serpent on the floor, speaking in a different voice and cursing and profanities coming out of my mouth. And as that's happening, I'm saying, I love Jesus. This can't be happening to me. I don't have demons. I love Jesus. And the whole time I'm cursing the very people that I love and I'm, I can't stop, you know? And so he jumps on me and he starts performing deliverance. And the first spirit that come out of me was fear. That was the first demon. It was a demon of fear. And then he starts dealing with all these other demonic spirits. And every time he would call out another spirit, but he was operating in the gift of the discerning spirits, he'd call out another spirit's name and I'd go, I'd get more violent. And, and it took like eight people to try to hold me down. They were sitting on my body, sitting on my legs and on my arms and whatever. And I'm still writhing up and down. And 25 demons were cast out of me that night. But it was a great time. And there, it was a time of the supernatural. I just want to pause here for a second. And as a reminder to look for repeating patterns. So he gave the story of banging the lady's legs off. He gave the story of kicking another old lady in the face. He gave another story of ground and pound on another person in the congregation. He gave us, you know, all these things. Now, I want to point out, when he was running across the stage back and forth with super excitement telling those stories, like most public speakers, 
they'll go from place to place to place and they'll say the same thing because they've practiced their talk. It's a show. This story he just talked about with all the demons coming out of him, I'll bet you he just said that hundreds of times. It's a show. Here's another one. Too. Um, we had manifestations of, of diamonds that came right out of heaven. We've had some of the diamonds we've been receiving here in Abbotsford examined by uh, jewelers. One, one diamond was examined by three jewelers. And the value, the diamond was so perfect and without flaw, we couldn't get a value on it. Uh, another diamond was valued at $40,000. And so great things have been happening. We had gold dust fall uh, on people's hands. E even at one point, we were receiving an offering, and one individual was like, oh, I've already given the offering. I'm not going to give again. And he picked up his envelope, and it was covered in gold dust. He thought, well, I better give. <laughs> well, that's right. You, too, can have diamonds. You can have gold. You can have all kinds of things. Please support Right On Radio. <laughs> and none of that stuff will come to you. But I do believe that God will honor you <laughs> if you give with good intent in your heart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, now he's in front of a huge audience. It's like a mini stadium, like a, a hockey arena for, you know, 4,000 people or something like that. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> Don't, don't, wait, wait. <laughs> it's almost like he's drunk in the spirit, huh? Hey, 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 Todd. Check this out. Sienna, this is your blood. You called it out. She's all hooked up. She's healed. Debbie, you're here. Introduce Debbie. Debbie, why don't you tell us what happened? For those of you who are listening, he's gyrating. His eyes look very strange. Um, he's leaning over the pedestal. And this other guy goes, hey, God, you called out her. She's bleeding. <laughs> I've been coming here and watching on the internet, and it's been 27 days oh that my issues resolved. And I was coming here because of a car accident because I had slipped discs. You're healed. And on the stairs, my arms started to get on fire where I'm having the pain from the car accident, and I'm fine. While I'm standing there, I got healed in my shoulder and my neck. Hey, guess what? <laughs> Punch her, Todd. Punch her. <laughs> You feel a little drunk right now? <laughs> he blows on her and she falls down. Man, he's a miracle walking machine. Oh my God. <laughs> he's blowing the anointing. Something's happening. This is what was broadcast around the world. This is that revival from uh, 2008 in Lakeland, Florida. This is it. Broadcast all around the world. Ah! 
just move in healing and forget talking about all that other stuff. He said, because, Todd, you got to get the people to believe in the angel. I said, God, why do I want people to believe in the angel? Isn't it about getting the people to believe in Jesus? He said, the people already believe in Jesus, but the church doesn't believe in the supernatural. Okay, now I'm just going to set this up. This is a series of clips that will go back and forth, kind of like a mashup. And you have one scene where it's back to Rick Joyner and Todd Bentley sitting there talking together, and they're giving correct doctrine. You know, we don't praise angels. We don't this. I'll let their own words speak it. But but then they say that, and then it shows them doing the exact opposite. <clears throat> it's kind of like what I said about the Kenneth Copeland thing. He says these crazy, this crazy stuff. And then, you know, the board of directors, the team will put out a memo and the memo will say, well, actually what he meant to say was this. And so they cover their butts and when they get called on it, they say, well, actually, no, we've made a public correction. But then they go out and they just do it again. Why? Because it's a show. To understand what we need to address now, angels are messengers. One thing they're not, you know, we we do not worship angels. No. Uh, we don't command angels. Even Jesus didn't do that when he walked the earth as a man. No. He said, if I ask my father, yeah. will he not send a he legion directs. of angels? You, you know, and uh open up those heavens and let the angels come down with fire. Let the angels come down with fire. That's not seeking angels because we never seek angels. Our conversation is directed, Father God. I thank you. There are angels, yeah. and, and there's angels, 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 angels. That's not seeking angels because we never <laughs> seek angels. Open heavens, open heavens, and I say angels, angels, angels. You know what? I I'm sorry for even laughing here, because what he's calling for, in my estimation, is for fallen angels and the anointing of the fallen angels, the Kundalini spirit, which is already inhabiting the crowd here, probably through a whole series of, you know, starting off with worship, hypnosis, and all these different things, and getting it to rise up inside, as we've discussed, agnosium now. But these people are poker face. They are bold face liars that's not seeking angels because we never seek angels and I want poker face can i lift every voice and call down the angel just angels and come on god send them angels 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 come on god send them angels, angels. for you listening on podbean he has the entire audience standing up it's a fairly big auditorium They've all got their hands up, all wanting to receive whatever these angels have for them. When you mention I saw an angel, a red flag goes up in them, not because they go, well, I don't know if I believe you saw an angel, Todd, so much, just as that rubs me wrong, because in the past, I, when I hear that kind of language, I saw an angel, I think of all the mess that comes along with it. That mm. person never preached the word, and, and I don't know that their life was committed to the word. Yeah. Yeah. They don't preach the word. They preach experience. And, and I think that's important. These are things we have to look at. We have to be 
you know, we're also warned to don't be puffed up by these things and watch out for those who are puffed yeah. up and using them. And without my testimony. Okay, when he talks about don't be puffed up, be humility, that was Rick Joyner speaking. This is Todd Bentley at that big televised revival that happened in Florida. Um, and right before that, for there's a picture of his family and his mistress who he married during the midst of this worldwide phenomenon that was happening. That's right. He ab abandoned his wife and his three kids. He has an affair with his assistant. Oh, by the way, uh, allegedly, there are multiple claims and testimonies that not only did he have an affair, that that's true, and he married this woman, that's true. We'll talk about her in a few minutes. But he also has been accused of taking advantage of young men and women and having a very perverse um, attraction and actions. Very perverse. Very perverse. I won't even describe the actions, but now we're talking about humility and he is going to talk, Todd Bentley, about the whole Lakeland revival and he's giving his testimony. Wow, it's powerful. And without testimony of the supernatural the seer realm the revelatory realm the miracles that have been happening in this meeting would not be happening without him it wouldn't be happening god couldn't have done it without todd bentley thank you god it is a gift of the holy spirit i think a big problem that people have with with the angels and rightly so is all the abuse and 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 the lack of fruit that's come after somebody's claimed they've had this oh, great yeah. big spiritual experience. The Did he say lack of fruit? <laughs> Actually, I love the way this guy put this video together. Meet the apple of Todd's eye. And again, it's showing his assistant here. His current wife. By the way, it's also alleged his current wife protects him, knows about his sexual perversions and deviate deviant lifestyle, allegedly, and she protects him on it. I, I think a lot of people believe in the angels, but but they see people running around having these experiences that aren't anchored in the word, and they don't know the word, and they don't preach the word. They preach experiences. And An angel comes to me about seven days before I'm commissioned into full-time ministry. About seven days. Towers through the apartment above me. A okay, 14 foot tall angel or whatever. And as soon as I went to go to sleep, a white lightning bolt came into my hotel room. And it's lightning bolt. That's interesting. Now he's talking about an angelic visit and he's identifying the angel because he was cast out of heaven like a lightning bolt. As quickly as I could scream the name of Jesus, an angel stepped out of the white lightning bolt and stuck his hand in my belly and on an electrical current. I was. He stuck his hand right into Todd's belly. 
spiritual surgery. Electrocuted. We've had a lot of experiences we'll share. And even though we share them and share them as experiences, we don't make doctrine out of experiences either. Right. The scriptures are for that. We don't accept as anything is doctrine. Poker face. In the church, you can't clearly point to. All right. Now, <laughs> so again, they're saying we only do straight doctrine, but then you see their actions. Now it goes to a quick scene with Paul Kane. Remember Paul Kane, the Knights of Malta CIA agent, um, who also was a drunkard a very violent, abusive man, a homosexual, a pervert. And here they're in a large outdoor, like football stadium. It looks like 30, 40,000 people in attendance here. And Todd Bentley is introducing Paul Kane, the guy. Well, they both have kind of similar issues, I think. And when you came out here tonight, Paul, the angelic activity was released in the stadium. And then I turned around and I saw Paul Kane step onto the grass. Uh, Todd, uh, Bentley and I together, the angel of the Lord said, you found what you're looking for. This is a man without guile. Just as the, uh, the uh, man was up in the tree and... Uh, and by the way, so I have a much longer clip of that, which I'm not going to play, but he says, Paul Kane, the whole atmosphere changed, you know, th this happened. And I saw, I saw all these angels come in when you came in, Paul, because Paul, you're a God, like I'm a God. We're all God. Well, no, us on the stage are gods, but the people in the audience aren't gods, but Paul can you pray that anointing over the audience so they can be gods like us? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Oh, no, no, no. Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel, in whom there is no guile. And I couldn't believe it when people were criticizing Todd that surely he had some kind of guile in him. Guile. Treacherous, cunning, skillful, deceit. I would say that Todd does have guile. This angel Paul Kane heard came, supposedly came from the Lord. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, people ask all the time about Emma, and, and I do believe that an angel can take on a female form but I, I made it clear in the last bulletin that we did that, that I've had experiences uh, on several occasions with an angel by the name of Emma. And uh, that angel is not, you know, the healing angel that I make reference to in my testimony when I talk about the angel of the Lord and the healing angel. But, but I have had an experience and many other experiences with many other angels. Now, I want you to notice a repeating pattern. It's always about them. Even when they were defending the gospel, it was about them. They're saying, we never use this scripture. We don't do this. It's only 
It's always about them. And he's talking about the angels, but it's about him and this angel, Emma. But no, they don't call on angels or anything like that. Poker face. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this for all the critics out there. What are you talking about, Emma and a female angel? <laughs> Poker face. Just had to say that for some people out there in heresy land. There is no female angel directing me. Poker face. You, you take angels out of your Bible, you're not going to have a whole lot left. Now, even if these clips were edited, there's no controversy to say that he is not. <laughs> He's completely contradicting everything. He is lying to you. Poker face. Actually, let me start it here. Todd Bentley's new wife follows her husband as she tells of speaking to dead people in dreams. Strictly forbidden uh, from seeing. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bypass this clip of his wife. It's kind of a long story. Um, she shakes her head violently. This is mistress wife. I'm just going to fast forward past this. I'm going to get to the end here. And I want to play another quick video for you after this. Uh, I don't want to miss this part. It's ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, it was too long of a clip. All right. Now. June 23rd, 2000. He's going to set it up, but this, uh, this is all the leaders. And you have to remember. Todd has already said all of these different things. And here we have Peter Wagner, the head of the apostles, Rick Joyner, all these guys are there. I think, I think Enlo might be there. Like he's surrounded by about 10 of the top church people. And, and here's my other point. You'll notice Todd Bentley with Bob Jones, with Paul Kane, with Rick Joyner, with Peter Wagner, with all these people. They all surround each other and support their stories. It's like they bring in someone to confirm, and then this person will come in. Yeah, the Lord told me that, taught what saw, Todd saw was right. And they have this circle. They all, co they all coagulate each other's stories. And they all add credibility to each other's stories. Have you noticed YouTube prophets hanging out together? I'm going to go there. Look, folks, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make enemies. I don't want to make enemies. But I'm not here to make friends. I'm telling you what you are seeing that these people are presenting is a doctrine of demons. I'm simply pointing it out and telling you to be the Berean. Go look in your scriptures. 
and see if these things are true. My wife's got some wildfire. On June 23rd, 2008, they held a special commissioning ceremony for Todd Bentley live at Lakeland with the very biggest apostles and prophets of the charismatic movement. This is Peter Wagner, the head apostle of the entire charismatic movement worldwide. And here's Rick Joyner, the top prophet of the movement. This commissioning represents a powerful spiritual transaction taking place in the invisible world. With this in mind, I take the apostolic authority that God has given me, and I decree to Todd Bentley, your power will increase. Your authority will increase. Your favor will increase. Your influence will increase. Your revelation will increase. Of course, only weeks later, I decree and I declare and always increase, increase, increase. Increase of the Holy Spirit in you is blessed. And it comes from the emptying of yourself to make room in. These people are on a stage boasting, look at me increase oh yes i'm even greater now but todd bentley's movement completely fell apart and no amount of stacy campbell shaking her head was going to change that fact and receiving the tablets came after numbers 24. just a few weeks later on july the 9th abc nightline had a special on todd bentley and the lakeland revival little did we know this would be the beginning of the end of the revival can you supply us with three people who have been cured through miracle with their medical diagnosis, their names? But we never got three. Instead, we were given a binder filled with what Bentley says are stories of inspiring miracles. It offered incomplete contact information, a few pages of incomplete medical records, doctors' names were crossed out. And so, not a single miracle claim of Bentley's could be verified. But then came even more shocking news. Todd Bentley was separating from his wife. He'd apparently been having an affair with a female staff member even while the revival was going. And of course, at this point, the entire revival collapsed. Lee Grady, the editor of Charisma magazine, spoke for multitudes around the world when he wrote these words. Todd Bentley's announcement that his marriage is ending has thrown our movement into a tailspin and questions need to be answered. It was not supposed to end like this. But sadly, that was not the end. Todd Bentley divorced his wife, married his girlfriend, and the biggest prophetic ministry in the world, run by Rick Joyner, undertook a speedy restoration process to fast-track Todd Bentley back on stage again. And now here he is back again, ministering alongside his new wife. And the thing about the elephant, it wasn't just an ordinary elephant. It was a wild elephant, a wild elephant. As we've already seen, these same spasmodic head movements in Hinduism are taken as a sure sign of a Kundalini awakening. Why then are we now seeing them in the church? 
It is for everyone, for every Christian. For and so, aided and abetted by some of the biggest names in Christendom, Todd Bentley and others continue to spread this anointing right through the charismatic church. I pray some of you would feel like you're getting electrocuted. But this is not. All right. So I have one more short video to show you. And uh, I'll be addressing these issues going forward as well. Again, I uh, call the series Poker Face because they are boldly lying to your face. What is their motive? It's not to serve God. I know that. This last clip is only a couple minutes, and it's Todd Bentley talking about the same thing Bob Jones talks about, and that's the uh, going up to the third heavens. But he says a little twist because Todd Bentley's stories, his show has to be better than the other guys, because he's got that increase, remember? So listen to this. I'm just playing a couple minutes. And I remember Bob Jones, Paul Keith Davis kind of were just, you know, uh, chucking, chuckling at the idea that, wow, you know, and here's Todd Bentley, bearded, tattoo, different type of uh, tribe ministering in this church that really wanted to encounter and experience God. So anyways, uh, I was in my hotel and I was doing something I learned from Bob Jones. Okay, uh, Sorry, I just, he's ministering to this church who really wanted to encounter and experience God. It's not like learn the scriptures or know the story, get converted, you know, maybe do baptisms. No, encounter experience. Back to the show. I was waiting on the Lord to encounter and experience the manifest presence of God in the secret place and hoping that I would go into the spirit and get access to revelation, what the father was doing. I only do what I, I only want to do what I see the Father doing, you know. I want to hear from heaven. And so I was going into the Spirit to get revelation. And I remember as I got quiet and still before the Lord. Let's call it soaking, right? I got quiet and still before the Lord. And notice how many times he says, I, I wanted to do this, I want to do that, I only do this, I do that. It's all about me. And I felt my spirit man. I felt my inner man rising. I felt like my spirit was ascending into the heavens. My spirit was like ascending into the heavens, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go in and have one of those Bob Jones third heaven experiences. I'm going to go to the throne room or have some heavenly encounter. And I could feel my spirit man ascending, like my spirit was going up into the heavens, right? And uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it was like a window. You know, if a window was smashed or something, suddenly somebody broke a window with a brick or something. I heard that noise, like the shattering of a window, like a glass window. And all of a sudden, inside of my spirit, man, it was like a vision. I saw like a Dalai Lama. Yeah, like a Dalai Lama, a man. He was totally bald, looked like he was meditating, uh, you know, trans meditation or something. He had his legs crossed. It reminded me of the Dalai Lama or Hinduism or some kind of a trans meditation type thing. And this guy was in the spirit realm, too. We weren't in the third heaven. We were in the second heaven. And I thought, 
Lord, he's blocking my entrance to the third heaven. I'm trying to get through the place where warfare happens, and I'm trying to get to a, a higher place to encounter and experience God in the spirit. And I felt my spirit, man, was like getting access, you know, heavenly places. And I thought, here's some warfare, and, and it's like a demon that's coming against me, but it looks like uh, uh, somebody meditating, like a, a Dalai Lama, like a monk. And, and I thought, Lord, what is this? And he just kind of opposed me in the spirit, and it startled me. And suddenly I felt my spirit back in my body and I wasn't getting access and going up anymore. And, I, you know, I was kind of afraid a little bit and uh, some warfare. And I remember going to Bob Jones and telling him what happened. And I didn't tell Bob, you know, anything about the Dalai Lama. I just said, Bob, I had a spiritual encounter. I was uh, waiting on the Lord in my hotel room and I was, uh, you know, praying a little bit. And then I was just waiting for the purpose of revelation to see what I would see. You know, if I'd get something from the Holy Spirit, I wanted to go into the heavenlies. I wanted to have a third heaven experience. I just told Bob Jones, I wanted to have a third heaven experience, you know, or whatever experience God would let me have. And uh, I was trying to do, and, you know, I learned from Bob Jones a lot about how to activate and use your spiritual senses. And so, uh, Bob kind of activation, by the way, they sell activation schools, get your anointing activated. Yes. You too can prophesy for $600. You can be a prophet. Get it activated at our school. I laughed. <laughs> he chuckled at me and he said, Oh, the spirit of the Dalai Lama came against you. Didn't it? I said, how did you know that Bob? He said, that's the spirit. It's like a demonic power that opposes people from getting access to the third heaven. And you got stuck in the second heaven. That's the way Bob Jones referred to it. He said, you got into the warfare realm and the enemy got a hold of you. You got startled. You got afraid. And I said, yeah, Bob, how do you overcome those things when you're waiting on the Lord to go into the spirit, to encounter God, to get revelation, to see in the spirit, or maybe to have an experience with the Lord? Uh, should that happen? And he said, well, you need to pray in the spirit first before you go in. You need to take authority over Actually, demonic powers and destruction and demonic assignments and uh, be sure that you've, uh, you know, repented and whatever you need to do. And then get your heart and mind empty. Bob Jones would always say, get your heart and your mind empty. Don't have any busy things going on. There's so much here. He's saying, first of all, Notice the repetition in his story. He tells the sequence of events about three or four times at least. He's telling you about it. He's telling this is seeding. It, the more times you hear a lie, the more believable it is. So that's why they keep repeating. So I was in my prayer closet. I wanted to do this, and then I wanted to do this, and then I went. To, then I did this, 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 and then when I was telling Bob Jones, I started. I had intention to do this. I wanted to do this. I wanted to have the third heaven experience. I wanted to do this. I got stuck in the second heaven. He keeps saying the same things, and folks, you are smarter than that. These are the things they do, repeating patterns. But what he says here is so dangerous. We do know there's a second heaven. We do know when the Lord has dispatched angels that they got held up in battle in the second realm. And angels are big and they're, you know, like really big. <laughs> Some of them. They're different sizes and stuff, but the ones he sends in the battle, like Michael, he's a big angel, folks. 
Lucifer is a big angel. When Daniel went to the third heaven, John the Revelator went to the third heaven. They didn't leave the atmosphere, feel their bodies going up, go into the second heaven, have to duke it out with some angels, you know, to go to the third heaven. This is astral projecting. This is what the occult teaches. But the NAR is occult. For, to me, it's the light side of the Luciferian system, the NAR. But what they say is, no, no, no. You need to take authority in Jesus' name. So you, when you go to that second heaven, you take authority in Jesus' name. No. I ask in Jesus' name. I have the authority to ask. I do not command devils. Maybe I'm wrong on some of this stuff, folks, but I don't think so. We are not called to go up in battle in the second heavens. Anyone who tells you to do that are setting you up badly. And what was interesting is he named the spirit, you know, he said the Dalai Lama spirit, but there is something that is taught called spirit mapping, where you find out what spirit is what over what area. And then you go and do battle with it. You take authority. You take dominion over it. All the NAR people say this. And I believe it's the light side of the system. Anyways, next time on Poker Face, if, uh, unless the Lord changes my plans, it's going to be more funny. And it will legitimately be funny. Sad, but funny. Um, hope you enjoyed today's program. Uh, as a reminder, if you are a Patreon or patron supporter, please check your subscription. If you want to support me, you can go on to rightonradio.podbean.com. That's our website. And uh, if you're on, you know, there's a little tab that says support. That goes right onto the patron. And if you're on Podbean, it's there. Otherwise, if you prefer uh, to give a one-time gift or something like that, I have PayPal in the uh, description box of this particular episode and uh, email me for my Liberty Stand right on Jeff at gmail.com. But in the meantime, remember, I love you. I really do. I do this out of love. I'm not doing it to be famous. I'm not doing it to make a lot of friends. I'm doing it because I really feel the Lord has called me to do these particular series. I hope we'll go back to something else afterwards, but I, I believe I'm following calling of the Lord. 
and it's going to upset some of you, and I'm sorry for that. But in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.